Hi there and welcome to Naturally Recovering Autism. I am your host, Kieran Thomas, and I wanna thank you so much for being here and being a proactive parent and getting the resources that you need to let your child live their most fulfilling and independent life possible. When my own son was diagnosed with autism, I was told to drug him and try behavioral therapies and there was nothing else that we could do for him but manage his symptoms the rest of his life. But I didn't wanna do that. Fortunately, my background in craniosacral therapy Look, now 30 years, let me know that the brain can and does heal, but I didn't know that much about autism. What I did know is that I didn't want to just mask the symptoms with dangerous drugs. I wanted to find the causes and work with them naturally. And fast forward, it took me a decade and a lot of time and effort, but today my son is no longer diagnosable with autism after being told it could not happen. So I'm here to share with you valuable resources to save you the time and some of the expense that I had to spend to figure it out and to help you let your child lead to their best results possible. Every child's level of recovery is different, but we know that children who couldn't sleep through the night are sleeping now through the night and happily. Their immune systems are now strong where they were once sick all the time. Children who were nonverbal and their parents were told they could never speak are now speaking. Children who were getting D's and F's in school are getting A's and B's. And those that were so anxious all the time and couldn't sit still and, and were uncomfortable in their own bodies are now calm and happy and relaxed. And they're leading fulfilling and independent lives with friends. This is what we want for our kids. So I'm here to share the resources with you so that you can get the best results for your child the best possible. And you can start that right now with my free download of this top seven foods to eliminate beginning today of the top foods that are the most inflammatory and toxic that are contributing to those physical and behavioral symptoms of autism that your child is having. They're making his life uncomfortable. So you can get that right now at naturallyrecoveringautism.com forward slash seven foods and feel free to share that with anybody you know who would be interested. And I will also link to it in today's show notes. There's of course a lot more than diet, but this is something you could start doing today that will begin to reduce those symptoms. And I'm happy to share everything I can with you. So right now, let's dive into today's episode. Well, welcome back. And as usual, I am so happy to have you here listening in and getting the resources that I have to share with you. Today's topic is especially important for a parent of child with autism who is detoxifying their child. All too often, I am told by parents who come to me, join my programs, and they say, I started my child on this detoxification process. I was given all these supplements from a doctor, took my child home and gave them to them all at once because they weren't instructed to do otherwise. And their child became so much worse. Now there's something called die off that we've talked about in episodes before where, and we'll talk about it today, but symptoms can get worse before they can get better. And this is very likely to happen when, especially when detoxifying a very sensitive child with autism because their body is backed up with toxins already. And as we're trying to release those and get them out of their body, they will back up sometimes even further because they can't get rid of them fast enough then this causes worsened behaviors. But there are a few things that can happen with this process if they don't start to get better that we wanna be cautious of and show you ways to prevent. So we're gonna be showing you causes and prevention of worsening these symptoms while you're detoxifying your child with autism. First of all, rapid detoxification, doing things too quickly, even in the initial phase when you're changing the diet, because as you know, diet, is very, very important. Of course, it is not the only piece of the autism pie to be able to take care of and, uh, and, and clear with all of the underlying root causes, but things start with the gut. And diet alone can release some toxic, have some toxic backlog in your child's body. So you may notice some really heightened symptoms in just changing the diet because this rapid detoxification or die-off can be too much again for the body to handle and it can throw them into something else called mast cell activation syndrome. And we're also going to talk today about PANS, which I'll talk about in a few minutes here, um, because these are when the die-off gets excessive and it throws the body into a different reaction. 
So kids with autism have poor detoxification pathways and we need to support them right away. It should be the first thing that we do right along with the diet. Healing the gut is the beginning phase of everything. The gut controls the brain and 80% of the immune system. We begin with a right diet by removing, of course, the top inflammatory foods, supporting detoxification pathways properly, and giving only one new supplement at a time. We also start with the very lowest possible dosages of anything. You never want to just use a recommended dosage on a supplement bottle when working with a child with autism, or it's likely you'll be throwing them into a big die-off reaction, causing their symptoms to get worse uh, and much, much worse. So if things go too fast, then you want to slow down and back off. Die-off reactions include things like worsening behaviors, increased stimming, loss of focus or speech, headaches, fever, anxiousness, stomach ache, flu-like symptoms, rash, and, and anything along these lines. They'll, they'll get much worse physically or behaviorally. By offering toxin binders, they, these are things that help sop up additional toxins that their body can't process out fast enough. Giving supplements to assist strengthening the detoxification pathways and by supporting the liver, you can help to really reduce die-off symptoms. But always remember to move forward really, really slowly because autism recovery is a it's a, a marathon. This isn't a sprint. And we get eager. And I know as parents, we want the best for our kids. And we really think, well, maybe if I give them a little bit more, they'll, they'll, it'll speed things along. But sometimes you, you'll find out through their symptoms that, you know, they can get much worse in that case. So this is where going slow can actually help you to go fast. And you'll know and be able to gauge by symptoms along the way as you do this process. But there are some other things that I want you to know about as you're doing that. So die-off is not an illness or an infection. It's a temporary syndrome. It's a response to the process of detoxification. It's the body's immune response to releasing toxins. And as toxins break down or pathogens die, they can release harmful substances that can exacerbate symptoms. And the symptoms from die-off generally resolve within three to seven days. But it's when the die-off symptoms don't slow down and they worsen and get worse and worse that we must look at the other issues that have been triggered. Now, one of them I'm going to talk about right now is called PANS. And it's a, an acronym for an autoimmune issue that happens. So beyond worsening our behaviors, we can throw our child into more harsh, harsh issues such as PANS. And what PANS is doing is it's an autoimmune issue where the immune system has become overactive due to the due to trying to fight harder against this onslaught of toxins now being released in the body but it's happening too fast and so the immune system becomes overactive so it now we need to regulate the immune system which of course I've talked about in other episodes we never want to boost the immune system in autism because we can throw throw our kids into an autoimmune reaction. We want to regulate and keep them balanced. So symptoms of PANS include a rapid onset of obsessive compulsive disorder, otherwise known as OCD. Uh, they'll also maybe have fearfulness and clinginess and all of a sudden uh, have more maybe nightmares, increased anxiousness. So it's important with autism, again, not to boost the immune system because if it's overactive like PANS, what PANS is doing is it is attacking the immune system starts attacking the brain. And so this is, this is why we see all of these excessive symptoms. So again, it's very important to regulate the immune system and autism and treat the infections and the right, and use the right diet and the right supplements and reduce the inflammation. These are all essential pieces of it. It's never just one thing. The goal is to keep your child stable and triggers that contribute to PANS flare-up include more things like streptococcal infections or strep. Uh, strep throat is commonly known. Mold biotoxins, Lyme disease, rapid die-off reactions, as I just mentioned, from detoxification that's going too fast for the child's body to keep up with. And also toxic exposure. Uh, so sometimes our child can all be going along pretty well and all of a sudden 
they'll get worse. And we think, okay, I didn't add in a new supplement and I didn't change their diet. These are the first two things to look at. You've added in a new supplement, increased a dosage of something, or you, you know, notice that they have possibly had exposure to something new. Mold biotoxins are really, really key here. I find when uh, a parent sometimes will take their child out, they'll maybe go on a vacation or when mom took her son to the um, the barbershop and, and didn't realize that there was mold in the barbershop. She thought he was just having anxiousness afterwards from having his haircut and turned out he had had mold biotoxins um, put into his body from inhaling them in that barbershop and it made him much worse. So he went into a PANS, what do we call a PANS flare up. Another thing to know about that's really important is called mast cell activation. It's a, a symptom of rapid detoxification and the body trying to fight off the toxins and infections. And so if you have histamine intolerance, carry a co-infection such as Lyme disease, a parasitic infection, mold biotoxins. Uh, it's also termed as chronic inflammatory response syndrome, mold biotoxins, because it throws so much this cascade of inflammation in the body or any other chronic illnesses, then your chances of having mast cell activation is as much as 75%. That's really for the average person. But due to multiple infections, toxic overload, genetic issues, and chronic inflammatory inflammation in children with autism, it's much, much higher. And this is very commonly seen when you're detoxifying because mast cell activation or mast cell activation syndrome is when mast cells release inflammatory mediators. They're trying to attack and calm down and defend to fight what the immune system sees as foreign agents to attack. Now you've got these new toxins releasing out of the body as you're trying to detoxify, but we have to do it slowly and we have to have toxin binders and support and we have to strengthen those detox pathways. Remember how important this is. So one of these lines of defense when the body sees this happening is to, to release histamines. Now, mast cells are a type of white blood cell that help to regulate the immune system. Mast cells can determine how our bodies react to environmental triggers like sugar, pesticides, perfume, pollution, and other environmental toxins and causes of inflammation. Mast cells are found in almost all cells of the body, including the skin, the gut, the eyes, the lungs, the nerves, the brain, the mouth, and the immune system. They help the immune system to stay in balance or again, regulate. But mast cells are involved in allergic reactions and are often noted in histamine reactions. Mast cells help us heal. They help the blood-brain barrier function. And the blood-brain barrier helps protect your child from toxins, but it's often damaged in people with autism. Mast cells lie dormant until they're activated. Still, the immune system says, hey, I need you. Once triggered and they've come out, then they go where they want to. Common places you'll know, you'll see this are the nose, the mouth, and the gut. Uh, so often, you know, sometimes you'll see wheezing or coughing, runny nose. These can be symptoms of mast cell activation. But other symptoms that are very common, of course, with children with autism anyway, so it can be hard to decipher, but things to look for are, of course, new sensory overload issues, extreme anxiousness, heart palpitations, insomnia, inability to think clearly, chronic pain, hypersensitivity, fatigue, gut issues, new gut issues, itchy skin, again, wheezing or breathing difficulties low blood pressure, can be a flare-up of diarrhea, fatigue, headaches, any other respiratory infections, chronic sore throat, but it's maybe not strep throat, bloating, and food sensitivities. So we're going to talk about autism and mast cell triggers here a little bit too, before I get in further to the histamine issue. When mast cells are activated, they release a number of types of inflammatory mediators like, again, histamine. And in turn, histamine release causes more mast cell inflammation. So it's sort of that catch-22. Mast cells release histamine but, histamine, but they're released nearly 200 other chemicals. 
many of the 25 to 50 known mast cell triggers from environmental triggers include viruses, parasites, mold, Lyme, pans or strep, injuries, allergens, foods, medications, heavy metals, pesticides, chemicals, environmental toxins, gluten, and even electromagnetic field radiation. Additional triggers are chronic inflammation, nutrient deficiencies, genetic mutations, and medications. So histamines in mast cells Mast cells are a frontline defender, helping the immune system recognize, recognize pathogens of all kinds. Mast cells help regulate the immune system and protect us again from environmental toxins. So when we see they see them and we're exposure, they come out. Now histamine is a mast cell mediator. Too much histamine release causes histamine intolerance, which causes mast cell activation. When this happens, our protective mechanisms are broken down and we become hypersensitive to things we ingest or that we're that are, are in our environment. So close to 100% of children with autism have histamine intolerance and mast cell activation. Histamines are released by the digestive tract and the brain in defense as an allergic reaction. In histamine intolerance, the body is overproducing histamines and there are too many for the body to break down. This stress type response is a trigger for mast cell activation, which creates a strong inflammatory response in the body. Reduced production of glutathione, which is the master body's master antioxidant, is also a factor here. There are also many environmental triggers for histamine release that are far less known. A common one is chlorine. And of course, as we're getting into the summer months, we see heightened anxiousness and, and mast cell activation can be triggered after swimming in chlorinated swimming pools. And I'll also link to an episode that I did specifically on that uh, alone. Um, also, chlorine isn't just in swimming pools. Uh, also note, if your child has a harder time sleeping that night, like they might have some sleep issues after swimming in chlorinated pool because uh, uh, histamines can really affect our sleep. Um, but uh, chlorine is also in tap water. So if a sensitive person drinks unfiltered tap water or has a hot shower, which has chlorine in the water, and then the steam opens up our pores and the body absorbs it, or as, in, as well as inhaling fumes, we're getting more chlorine in our body. A really high quality water filter is crucial for health and also water helps to filter out toxins, which is crucial while you're detoxifying. And it also helps to flush out histamines. I'm going to link to a very high quality water filter into those show notes because I know how important it is for you to be able to find a quality water filter because there are so many poor ones on the market. And today's episode is number 172. So if you go to naturallyrecoveringautism.com forward slash 172, you'll be able to find uh, the, uh, the links that I'm talking about for today's show notes. Histamine and mast cell triggers include medications. Medications are common are a common trigger for histamine intolerance and mast cell activation. Antidepressants are well known to cause this response. Even those that are supposed to help calm the system, such as Zoloft or Prozac or Valium can trigger the opposite effect and create hyperactivity and anxiety when they trigger a histamine reaction. Long-term use can cause worsen reactions that may take their toll slowly and be harder to track over time as the cause of behavioral issues. Morphine is also a known histamine liberator. You might want to look for hives or hyperactivity associated with ingesting this. Nystatin is commonly used to treat yeast and fungal infections in children with autism. The effects of it are short-term for its purpose, and, it, and they have a lot of fillers associated with it, including food dyes, cornstarch, and titanium dioxide, which may all cause heightened mood swings, anxiety, and nausea. Even long-term use of antihistamine drugs can cause intolerance to them and desensitize the body, by blocking the receptors so the body thinks it has less than it does 
and it won't react at all, even when it needs it for protection. Over time, issues are compounded and a little anxiety can be, become severe anxiety. Uh, sleep and digestive issues get worse and the brain can't heal, so behaviors become heightened. Note that corn is also a really big trigger for mast cell activation, and many supplements have it as a base as maltodextrin, which is also a term for a type of a derivative of corn. And vitamin C supplements often contain that. So always read your labels and make sure that you're not using any supplements that have any bad fillers or food dyes in them at all. There are a lot of really poor products on the market, and uh, it's very important to have your knowledge of what you're using. Symptoms to look for in mast cell activation are similar to histamine reactions. Symptoms for both are physical or behavioral, and they can vary, but they include things such as itching, hives, rashes, sleep problems, anxiety, extreme mood changes, seizures and digestive issues, diarrhea, increased stimming, heart palpitations, low blood pressure, headaches, chest pain, weight loss or weight gain, loss of appetite, allergens, both food and environmental, gluten intolerance, dizziness, fatigue, vision changes, weakness, diz candida overgrowth, H. pylori bacteria, and I'll mention H. pylori bacteria briefly here too, because they're bacteria that are found in the stomach and duodenum or the upper GI, and we carry these microbes in our gut, but the otherwise harmless microbes become problematic when our gut flora becomes imbalanced and the cells of the stomach are damaged. Candida overgrowth is a direct cause of this, so it actually is a direct cause of H. pylori problems. So make sure when you're naturally treating your H. pylori that you are also treating your candida effectively. Uh, again, as I mentioned, nystatin, short-term use. And I know that after leaving this episode, you're really going to be wondering things. Of course, I work with all of these in my programs, and I really want you to know about that because uh, I know that you're needing help with this. So of course, um, you know, my, my website is available to share all of that information with you. And, uh, and if you get my free foods guide, which is at naturally recovering autism.com forward slash seven foods, it, that's the number seven and foods with no spaces, it will give you the top seven inflammatory foods to start removing from your child's diet. It will also add you to my email list. Of course, you can unsubscribe at any time. All I do is offer these fabulous natural <laughs> resources to you for free here. But once you're on my, my email list, it will also let you know when I'm having uh, openings and promotions for my membership program, because I do want to help you through these, these things. It's very important. So often things are, the detoxification process is done incorrectly in children with autism. So as, as I'm telling you these things, I don't want you to be thinking, where do I go or what do I do? Because I know that many parents are out there struggling, trying to figure this out. And I am here to help you through that process and make your life easier. I've already done the research and I want to help you with it. So just keep that in mind, please. Also, liver congestion is another culprit. When the bile and the toxins are frequently pushed back into the stomach, the cells become injured and weak and then are more susceptible to damage from pathogenic microbes. Our liver is the organ of detoxification and it's already congested in children with autism. So we have to be sure that the liver, along with the, the detoxification pathways, are all supported and we have some toxin binders in place to help sop up these toxins as we detoxify further. So this is what I'm talking about with all of these. It can lead to pant and mouse cell activation syndrome if these things aren't done correctly. By reducing stomach acid, histamines contribute further to further issues with digestion, working against your efforts to heal the gut. And it's co a common reason for GERD or acid backup. So H. pylori also contributes to low stomach uh, acid levels. And it's common for people to think that they're too acidic when they have GERD, but the truth, truth is to the contrary. 
is that there's too little hydrochloric acid in the digestive tract. And taking a supplement of hydrochloric acid, sometimes at, with added pepsin too, can also be helpful for this. It's obvious to see how these lowering, how lowering histamines and histamine triggers in your life can naturally help as well. So that's our ultimate goal. First of all, again, try a low histamine diet. Try it for about a week and see if you notice symptoms. One reaction can happen without all the others, and it can make it hard, I know, to determine what the exact cause is. So by trying a low histamine diet for a week, then if symptoms subside, it can be helpful in determining. And it's crucial to target some of those root triggers. So eating low histamine foods like organic fresh poultry, grass-fed beef, eggs and line-caught fish can be good. And also a, a tip to know is if you give a good oil like coconut oil or organic cold-pressed extra virgin olive oil with protein sources, it helps with nutritional absorption and it keeps us full longer. So if you add one of those fish or meat sources, these natural ones with, a, let's say, a little bit of olive oil, it's going to help satiate the hunger, keep you full longer, and it, it helps the, those foods to digest slow, more slowly but in slowly in a good way. And then it allows for a better absorption of the nutrients from those. Something to note when uh, you're on a low histamine diet too is to avoid high histamine foods like leftovers, especially of animal protein, uh, broth simmered longer than three and a half hours, beans, corn, fermented foods. A lot of people want to jump in and do kombuchas and things like that. And you can throw your child into a, a histamine reaction. So note if they have more anxiousness after these things, avocados, smoked and aged foods of any kind, including dried fruit, cheeses, of course. One thing that's helpful with meat uh, sources is if you freeze the leftovers, the freezing stops the growth of the natural histamines, which happen even in the refrigerator with leftover uh, protein sources, as I mentioned. So you can freeze those leftovers. And again, I'll link to my free food guide here in the um, in the show notes for you. So uh, that can be more helpful to you to help understanding a little bit further uh, some of these foods and why they're uh, problematic and uh, and help you to understand which ones those are. Leaky gut, there is very much involved in leaky gut. And if we don't heal up the gut lining, then it's allowing undigested foods into the bloodstream. So the immune system reacts to them and it keeps things happening. The gut lining has many reasons why it may have holes in it, like candida boring holes in it, parasites, glyphosate, which is the Roundup uh, weed killer, Roundup weed killer sprayed on our food crops and we're eating it. We're inhaling it if our neighbors are spraying it in their yards. So it's very important to notice that glyphosate also tears up the gut, as do mold biotoxins from mold from water damaged buildings. Be sure your home is mold free. Uh, Lyme disease, another big common one with autism and uh, also disrupts the gut and the gut lining. So we have to get to the underlying root causes of all of these, or the gut continues to stay ill regardless of your good diet. So do keep these things in, in check. And yes, I work with all of these in my membership program. So remember that as well, if you're needing help. Mucosal infections are yet another trigger for mast cell activation. We know that children with autism have gut dysbiosis, so it stands that they will be susceptible to mast cell activation syndrome. The right supplements are required along with the right diet for a long enough period of time and getting the underlying root causes cleared. You need to work with these underlying causes of co-infections with autism. We have to support the organs of detoxification and their pathways during this process and be patient because this does take time. Supporting the liver and detox pathways. Histamine chemicals occur naturally in many foods. When there's leaky gut induced by, again, candida spores or toxicity or co-infections that inflame the gut, then this inhibits the body's production of the enzyme di diamine oxidase or DAO. This makes it hard for the body to break down histamines. 
The DAO enzyme helps the body break down excess histamines, but commonly this enzyme is defective in children with autism. Inhibition of the DAO enzyme is related to leaky gut and the MTHFR gene mutation. This can happen when an ill gut blocks methylation. The MTHFR gene enzyme is needed to make the enzyme methylene tetrahydrofolate, but it plays a very important role in methylation, which is the removal of toxins from the body. Histamine needs methylation in order to be processed and eliminated from the body. Now, most people say, oh, I just found out that my child has, um, you know, a, a problem with their MTHFR gene, you know, there's a gene mutation. Well, I'm here to share with you that most of us do and children with autism almost always do. So don't be too alarmed by it. We can restore these detoxification pathways if it's done properly, but that's what it means. It's that their body is not removing toxins properly. So then histamine needs methylation in order to be processed and eliminated from the body. So histamine can become a bigger problem, of course, for our children with autism because they have these enzymes and, and gene uh, kind of faulties, faulty things going on. So as they need to be repaired, the histamines are really becoming imbalanced. 85 to 90% of people with autism are known to have reduced methylation. And methylation is required to produce, again, the body's master antioxidant called glutathione. When there's heavy toxic burden on the liver, it has a strong demand for glutathione. Supplementing with glutathione can be very helpful as the body's detoxifying and still working to be able to produce enough on its own. When the body cannot detoxify properly, the toxins build up in the body and cause a myriad of health problems, as we've mentioned. With the MTHFR gene mutation, it's important to reduce these inflammatory foods in the diet that contribute to leaky gut. And again, my, my, my food guide will share those foods with you. Mast cells and mitochondria. Mast cell activation affects mitochondria. Mitochondria gives cells over 90% of their energy. Without proper energy, cells cannot carry out their functions, and cellular energy is necessary for the function of all cells, but it's particularly critical for nerve and muscles. Both nerve and muscles are important in things like GI function. You might see cyclic vomiting if your child has a mitochondria issue. Constipation is very common because those muscles aren't strong enough and don't have enough energy to push the, the feces out of the bowel. So constipation is a big one. Or diarrhea, because it can bounce back and forth with, with incapabilities. Poor GI mobility. They're not digesting their food properly and all other digestive disorders. Additional potential complications of mitochondrial dysfunction include chronic fatigue, neuropathic pain, depression, autistic regression, seizures, hypoglycemia, visual and hearing difficulty, depression, anxiety, panic disorders, and intellectual disability. Viral infections, which most kids with autism have, uh, are among the most common triggers of mitochondrial dysfunction. And additional potential triggers are other infections such as Lyme bacteria, toxins, anesthesia, and any other significant stressor. The viruses, candida, fungi, and parasites found a tremendous study that I'm going to link to in your show notes and by the National Library of Medicine. It was titled Mast Cell Responses to Viruses and Pathogen Products. And that study states, over recent years, significant progress in mast cell research has uncovered the responses to pathogens and pathogen products from bacteria to viruses to fungi and the mechanism of activation. There is an increased propensity for bacterial and fungal infections associated with several viral infections and the widespread impact of pathogen products beyond local sites of infection. We also need to consider that, especially in chronic or persistent infections, the ability of mast cells to mobilize acquired immune responses. 
Over recent years, significant progress in mast cell research has uncovered the responses to pathogens from bacteria and viruses and the mechanisms of the act, that activation. So various candida, fungi, and viruses and parasites are all found in a table that they offer. So you can look at some of those, but we know that our children have candida, which is also fungi and yeast. They have parasites. They have uh, Lyme disease, which is a bacterium, another one. They have uh, biotoxins. They have all of these things. So they're showing in this study how it's activating these mast cells. And these viral in infections and particles cause this, this, again, another cascade of inflammation to fight the viruses and path pathogens. And then the mast cells are releasing histamine in order to fight off these viral, fungal, and parasitic and toxic infections. So we're back in this spiral. So again, it's about working again with these underlying root causes, which yes, we can do safely and naturally as I do with you. Parasites, also mast cell activation, it's really important to know that, that parasites are very commonly missed in an autism protocol and testing for them is very inaccurate. They, it rarely shows up as the same with Lyme disease, rarely shows up in tests. And if it does show up, they're worked with improperly because most of these things are antibiotic resistant and they'll usually just give you antibiotics to deal with it. Um, so uh, just know that they have to be worked with naturally and safely. Uh, I use organic proprietary organic herbal formulas in my programs for them that are extremely effective and safe. So no, notice that the parasites are also causing not only a bacterial dysbiosis, but they are contributing to injuring the intestinal lining because they are causing inflammation. They can also bore more holes, causing more leaky gut, which then lead to more food allergies and histamine issues because the undigested food that leaks through those holes gets into the bloodstream, causes more inflammation, causes a histamine and mast cell reaction. And then also then these toxins and inflammation also are affecting the brain and its ability to function. So here I'm just tying this all in together for you. I'm sure that you can see that, but this is how it all works together. Another one that's big in autism and, and, and uh, commonly treated improperly are, are heavy metal toxins. Heavy metal toxins are a huge factor in autism. The big four are mercury, aluminum, lead, and cadmium. Mercury has many dangers and detrimental effects on the body. A few notable coinciding with mast cell activation are things like destroying enzyme functioning, creating faulty wiring in the brain. Heavy metals can disrupt the microbiome in the gut and cause poor gut health. They can promote the production of inflammatory cytokines, which are essential in fighting viruses. They can cause lifelong immune deficiency, cause a loss of glutathione, resist removal of pathogenic yeast, candida albicans. This is really big with mercury. It inhibits the body's natural ability to fight off candida. So again, you've got to work with the heavy metals when you're working with candida. Uh, it, they, these heavy metals, again, mercury, especially can render the body defensive, defenseless against free radicals. So these toxins can just invade us, renders the brain vulnerable to damage from excitotoxins. Another one, aluminum, very, very well known to affect speech. Uh, and it has the, um, the neurotransmitters that are affecting it. And aluminum effects are things like acetylcholine and the enzyme that breaks down acetylcholine involved in learning and memory, Neuro, nor, norepinephrine involved in attention and focus, dopamine, the feel-good chemical, also involved in our ability to concentrate and focus, serotonin affecting mood, sleep, and appetite. Lead is also a big one, as is mercury, in issues of, of a lot of anger and rageful issues, which I don't want to leave Lyme out of, because if you see excessive rage, that's very common with Lyme, but I don't want to jump off topic here. So um, lead disrupts normal brain neurotransmitter function of, again, acetylcholine, mentioning the memory and motor functioning, dopamine as well with autonomic motor function in the brain, behavior and emotions, also affecting serotonin, 
and uh, also affecting the GABA system, which we rely on to keep our brain signals calm. So when this is disrupted, we commonly experience anxiety. Mold biotoxins. The mold biotoxin issue, otherwise known as the chronic inflammatory response syndrome, or CIRS, is due to a cascade of inflammation from exposure to mold common in water-damaged buildings. This genetic issue is prevalent in 29% of the world population, and it also uh, creates a staphylococcal or staph infection in the nasal passages. It creates extreme brain fog, fatigue, gut issues, depression, bedwetting is common. Bedwetting is also common uh, in pans as well, and many more. It's really, really hard to think clearly with mold biotoxin issues, and sleep is very, very much disrupted with it. Uh, another one here, Lyme disease, a tick or insect bite, because now it's not just ticks, it's also mosquitoes and horseflies and fleas, but it can trigger mast cell activation as well. When you're suffering, um, it's not necessarily chronic Lyme, what you're suffering from is not necessarily the chronic Lyme, but the chronic mast cell activation syndrome that's going on in the body that creates a lot of the symptoms. And a tick bind can give you five different type of, types of infections, and these can activate in the bone marrow where mast cells reside until they're activated. So it goes and activates the mast cells in your bone marrow. And this causes a mutation, so they become a persistent problem, and then you've got a secondary mast cell activation syndrome from Lyme. Some other secondary triggers to note with mast cell activation include electromagnetic field radiation. This is huge in our world today. We can be in some pristine, beautiful environment in nature thinking we're far away from things, but it's very important to note that because of satellites and everything in, up that they put in these cell towers are everywhere now, that it's hard for us to get really get away with them. So uh, something else that I always think is important to note is the release of toxins from molds, mold biotoxins, increases up to 600 times in the presence of an electromagnetic field. I've done interviews with Dr. Martin Paul, a special in genetics, cell biology, and biochemistry and biophysics. He notes that mast cell activation commonly occurs after exposure to chemicals and is especially prevalent in exposure to electromagnetic field radiation. I use something called Focus Life Force Energy which is actually a service that is put on your home or your phone or for your child, an object that they always have near them. And it actually helps to combat, not just combat electromagnetic field radiation, but help to balance it and strengthen your body in its presence. And I'm going to link to that in the show notes because they offer a free 15 day trial, no credit card or anything is necessary to give them to, to for the 15 day trial. They, they will, uh, you can talk to their customer service. Again, I'll link to them in the show notes. Their, uh, their customer service is impeccable and ask them what the best way to what, you know, what your options are or where you might want to get it on. Or you can just go online and, and get the free 15 day, day trial set up right there. Um, uh, again, in the show notes, uh, I'll link to it. Uh, NaturallyRecoveringAutism.com forward slash safe is an easy uh, link that I created for it but I think everybody should have this. It is something that is going to protect you and your family from these harmful, this harmful electromagnetic radiation that we are all exposed to today. And it's affecting all of us in very negative ways if we're not protected. So um, you can get that 15 day trial and then see what differences you notice in yourself or your child. When I've shared this with uh, families, the parents, of course, get it on their phone and, and, and on their home. And then I have parents tell me how much better they feel. Uh, one mom said she had a pain in her hand that went away. I mean, there are different things that you'll notice. Just watch for even any subtle differences in yourself, any other family members, and in your child as well uh, when you get that free trial done. Uh, and then hopefully you'll see its benefits and continue with it because I think it's very important to be protected these days. When you're troubleshooting mast cell activation syndrome, some questions again to ask yourself when symptoms arise to kind of help to troubleshoot it a little bit are, have 
have, uh, have you had your child on any, um, new, uh, herbals, any new supplements, any new medications, uh, had given them any new foods? Have they had any exposure to, to mold at home or at school possibly, or anywhere they've been? Uh, have they possibly picked up a virus, uh, in their, from class in their classroom or in the environment or exposed to a new environmental toxin possibly? Have they been in a swimming pool, a chlorinated swimming pool? Have they had any new foods or high histamine foods lately? Even good foods like spinach and walnuts and things like that will carry histamine. So it's important to note that uh, has anything emotional or stressful happened recently? Because uh, emotions can also set off a histamine reaction from the stress. So troubleshooting during detoxification is critical. This is something that took me years to find out when I was on my son's recovery journey. And had I known about it, you know, with these things, it would have saved me a lot of time, a lot of financial expense and reduced a lot of stress and panic for both my son and myself. Uh, so not knowing what to do, I know is the worst. And you know that this helpless feeling that comes along with it, and the doctor might tell, say you can, they can see you in a month or a week and you need answers now. So this is why I'm here for you. It can be extremely stressful. I want to help you alleviate the stress and know there are solutions. So how can you start to recover histamine intolerance and mast cell activation? First, it's critical to target the root triggers. Start by, again, eating a lower uh, histamine diet, avoiding histamine foods like leftovers, beans, corn, etc. Get my free food guide. Start eliminating those foods from your child's diet right away. Support the liver and strengthen detoxification pathways. Uh, get a high quality filter. I'll link to one in the show notes for you. Detoxify very, very slowly since rapid detoxification causes die-off reactions, which can cause more mast cell activation. Use toxin binders such as things like activated charcoal. There are others, but that's a simple one you can pick up at a health food store uh, when symptoms heighten. Avoid high histamine foods. Uh, there's a, an elixir called allergy relief elixir that can help neutralize excess histamines in the body and calm mast cell activation. It's a simple and clear liquid that's tasteless. Uh, I'll link to that in the show notes for you as well. Uh, CoQ10, I'll link to one for you in the show notes, is a supplement that assists with mitochondria. So it helps with those detox pathways, but it really helps with the help with uh, mitochondrial issues that were noted in today's episode. Vitamin C and vitamin D3. Uh, D3 we all need. It's the best flu fighter, the best viral fighter, and it helps stabilize mast cells. Electromagnetic field protection, as I mentioned. Treat the co-infections of autism like Lyme, PANS, and strep. Uh, be sure your home is mold-free and you per properly work with the mold biotoxins in the body and calm that inflammation treating the parasites properly, detoxifying heavy metals naturally and safely, balance candida, treat H. pylori, uh, some supplements that can trigger mast cell activation are niacin, vitamin B3 can be a trigger. So remove it for now and watch. Uh, this is why in my programs, I have a multivitamin comes way later in the program after we've done a lot of detox support. Uh, and strengthen the body because if you're doing something that has multiple uh, vitamins or you know supplements and things in it, then you don't know which one might be triggering a reaction. So it's good to start with individual supplements and then go into things like multis later. Um, beware of a sensitivity to methylfolate. Many people, especially those with the MTHFR gene mutation and autism, are especially sensitive to methylfolate and methyl B12. They need it, but if the detoxification pathways are not prepared and strengthened prior to using it, then you are likely to see extreme hyperactivity from it. So this is just something to note in a symptom. If you, you know, if you're going to start with it, start very, very low in dosage, extremely low, and slowly work your way up and watch your child for symptoms. They may or may not be quite ready for it yet. You might need more, a little more detox support first. Beware of pharmaceutical medications that trigger histamine reactions. 
Another one is airway obstructions that reduce oxygen levels in the body and the brain. And I did an episode on myofunctional disorders uh, in an interview that links to resources, and I'll put it in the show notes for you, but it is it's something that's really important to note for children with autism. And then, of course, I think it's always important to work on the emotional levels, treating underlying emotional trauma and stress for you as a parent and uh, for your child with autism. And I'll link to an episode that I did as well uh, for emotion code work. And you can learn about that, which is really helpful as well, Um, because we want to work with the underlying root causes of everything and including emotions, which are the most prevalent ones, the most, the, the strongest ones that affect us are the ones in our subconscious that we may or may not even be aware of. And if we are aware of, we often don't know how to treat them or work with them properly. So all people, again, with mast cell activation syndrome, especially children with autism, need compassion through this process. Mast cell activation can take up to a year to rebalance when triggered harshly. Your child will be extra sensitive to environmental toxins during this process. So now be sure you go slow with everything you're doing. Your child's liver cannot process fast enough to remove the toxins. If symptoms are pronounced, then they could benefit from, again, toxin binders. But be sure you're not adding in any more supplements, new things, until symptoms calm down. Supplements except with the exception of toxin binders or calming agents that can help remove histamines. Stay very well hydrated by drinking plenty of pure water from a quality water filter source. We excrete histamines through urine, so keep flushing it out. Well, this is always important, but it's especially important when you're detoxifying because uh, we want to keep those toxins flushing out of the system. If we get dehydrated, they have a chance to back up in the system. So keep your child well de- well hydrated and watch for these symptoms. And uh, and again, everything will be, the links I've mentioned, will be in the show notes for you today. So I hope this episode was helpful for you. Uh, I find it extremely important to support you in this process. I'm here for you if you need my help. Absolutely. I know how challenging this process can be and that there is a lot to know. And I'm grateful that I have done the research and gone before you and now can be able to share uh, these and mentor you through the process as well to make this journey as easy for you and your child as possible and help you to bring your child to live to their full potential so they can be happy and healthy and hopefully as independent as possible as well. Thanks for being here for what you're doing for your child. And if this episode has been helpful for you, if you could leave me a positive review on uh, iTunes or wherever you listen to it at, that would be helpful as well, because the more uh, positive reviews there are, it moves me up further in the search engines and helps people find these other parents of children with autism, find these resources that I share more easily. So it helps, uh, it helps all of us to help our community. Thanks again for what you're doing. I hope you're well and take care and I will see you next time.